and welcome to episode 51 of Checking the Gate, a Film on Religion podcast. I'm Robert Wright Stasco. And I am Michael M. Patty. And we didn't have to look up the episode number two times in a row. I know. It's a... It's a miracle. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we have a very... Well, exciting for me. Anyways, a very exciting episode lined up for you guys today. Uh, we're doing something a little different. Uh, we were privileged to take in a screening of an independent film that is in our area of specialty on this podcast. Uh, why don't you uh, explain it a little more? You're more involved in it than I am. It was about three years ago now. I uh, saw a Kickstarter campaign. I was just browsing through the app because I had co- already contributed to a few movies and I came across this one called The Chosen People, question mark, a film about Jewish identity. And uh, it was, I was intrigued, of course, because of the podcast, but I look at it a little closely, and I see that the director is from Akron, Ohio, which is like 10 minutes away from where I live. That's local to us. Yeah, so I was like, wow, this is cool. And the more I read about it, the more it seemed something I wanted to get involved in because he wanted to bring understanding to not just for himself, but for other people of what it means to be Jewish and what it means to be one of God's chosen people and the ramifications of being chosen and you know whether as Jewish people they need to uh, do something about that or really adhere to that closely. So it was something he was working out for himself and uh, he wanted it to be I believe the word is uh, token alam. I did take Hebrew, but it was a long time ago. Yes, I was close. So I looked at this filmmaker. His name is Joshua Gippen. Like I said, he's from Akron, Ohio. And he says, quote from his Kickstarter campaign, I hope this film would be an act of tikkun alam, repairing the world, is what that means in Hebrew, by initiating a vital conversation that will help strengthen the fabric of Jewish communities around the world and at the same time bring us closer to our non-Jewish brothers and sisters. So I was very intrigued by this and I contributed to the Kickstarter campaign. And as as time went on, it was, you know, as the campaigns go, it was like around the middle of time they start to lag a little bit. You see a lot of Kickstarter campaigns, they get a lot of momentum at the very beginning and the very end of their campaign. So I upped my pledge and tweeted it out a few times, like, hey, contribute to this. So this got Joshua's attention and he contacted me and he's like, hey, thanks for you know, contributing a little more. Um, would you like to get together sometime? And I was like, sure. So um, it's about two and a half years ago, uh, we, ha- we got together for some coffee and he got um, my some of my thoughts as a Christian on what it means to be chosen people, and I got a uh, feel for where he was heading at the time. And as as all films do, he, you know, he changed his perspective a lot. He discovered some things, and you know, discovered his own perspective on it. At the, at the beginning, he had an opinion, but he was really searching for more answers to either support or change his opinion. So, and I really think he did that with this film uh yeah uh i think we're leaving out the 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 film is at least pretty close to completion at this point and they had a uh, screening of it right that we went to and we viewed it and uh we're gonna talk about it 
Yeah. And well, there's one another part of the story I left out. It was oh, okay. Um, fast forward to about uh, six months ago, I get a Facebook message from Josh Out of the Blue, and he's like, "Hey, uh, I need to get some more perspectives on the film. Do you want to like? Do you want to be in the movie?" I was like. Duh. Sure, yes, I'd love to be in your movie. <laughs> Let me think about that. Mm, yes. So <laughs> he set up his uh, camera in our church san- sanctuary and filmed for, you know, five or ten minutes or so, and he asked me a few questions, and I got uh, two sentences in the movie, so I was yeah, in I, for like 30 seconds. But I, I can confirm there there are very minimal a, a minimal number of frames devoted to Robert's <laughs> appearance. In yeah. the film. Well, I got I got a screen cap, so yeah, <laughs> I got proof. That's and that's all you need. <laughs> that's so. that's literally the entire. So so one more sentence and I can be a SAG member, right? <laughs> I don't think sure. documentaries count. <laughs> so it's been about a week and a half ago since we saw it. They had a screening at the Akron Public Library that we met up and went there and it wasn't like a regular theater or anything it was uh, an auditorium and they have a nice setup there for for being a library it was very comfortable and nice wood paneling so the sound was really good and it, it was projected from his computer cuz i don't think he actually has it on film no um, it's 2017 you don't, that's all you need yeah and uh, I, maybe it w- he will transfer it to film because he wants to uh, take it to the film circuit now. So it might be coming to a film festival near you. So yeah. look out for yeah. The Chosen People, a film about Jewish identity. So All right. Well, I, I took some notes. Yeah. Um, the first thing I wrote down was he, he credited himself as a cultural anthropologist and alternately as the filmmaker. Oh, I didn't. I didn't catch that. Oh. Okay, so. I I thought that was that was interesting that he was he felt like he was doing this as a n- not just for the sake of making a movie but for the sake of doing some research. Yeah, well, he went he went really far back, and a lot of the stuff that he talked about in the movie, like the history of the Jewish people, the origins of the the phrase "the chosen people" and where that comes from and how it impacts them. Um, that was, I mean, historically accurate to what I've learned in college. Um, like I said, I have my, my master's in um, theological studies. So, yeah, it, it, it jived with a lot of things, especially when they start talking about uh, biblical criticism of the Old Testament. was a lot of the same theory that I learned. But what made it interesting to me, because I studied it obviously from a Christian perspective, but hearing a Jewish perspective on what the Old Testament scriptures mean and how it affects them was very informative. Yeah, I've I've heard the old saw that Jews are the chosen people my whole life, and he even had uh, clips from various media, uh, an episode of Rome, The Simpsons, I think, South Park, and Fiddler on the Roof. Yeah, among uh, others, among, a, among many others, a few lesser-known comedy shows. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was quite well done. That it, this is an idea that's not just in religious circles; it's in popular culture, it's in mass culture. Yeah, that sort of thing. So yeah, but we don't really stop to think. Well, what does this mean? You know, especially because as a Christian, it doesn't really affect me as like I'm one of God's chosen people, as it would a Jewish person who has to. 
sort of deal with the ramifications, good and bad, of what that means. So yeah. I've got a little bit of, of the feel for that watching this movie. Yeah. So some of the, the things that I wrote down, who's really chosen Christians or Jews, especially in this country where there's so much Christianity? Christianity is so much more prevalent in this country, I think. Uh, there are... Yeah. Yeah. So it's I can I can see why being Jewish he would he would wonder what chosenness would mean in the society that we've got now uh, yeah. in in this country, you know yeah. I, I yeah because you looked at the historical context but yes. the the current cultural contextualization of what that actually means is what he was exploring. Yes, thank you. That's a lot better than what I was just stammering about. That's exactly what I was trying to say. <laughs> thank you. Uh, uh, chosenness uh, was an armament in the struggle for survival in the Holy Roman Emperor. He he posits that Jews were chosen to lead in morality, or someone did. I, I forget who the quote was from, but I wrote it down. Yeah, uh, because when God chose Israel, it said, you will be a nation of priests, a city on the hill, a light to the nations. It's sort of like in Christianity, we're always looking at the mission statements. Like the end of Matthew, he says, go into the world and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them all of that I've taught you. you know, those are the things that we look at. And so that was sort of like the mission statement for Israel is to be a godly nation to be an example to the world on how to live your life right for God. And uh, as the Bible itself points out, then Israel didn't always do that. <laughs> so it's, sorry, I don't mean to chuckle at that, but it's it's the grim reality of just yeah. being human. Uh, we always walk away from God. And that, as Christians, that's what we deal with too, is how do we reconcile to God? And our answer is through Jesus Christ. For for Jews, it's it's uh, following the law of Moses, and that's how you become closer to God. And and, and being chosen to do that is kind of a blessing and a curse. And you know he explores that in in this film. Uh, maybe we should um, make it clear at this point. He himself, he he's mostly secular. He and he made that clear at the at the screening during the after the movie during the Q and A that he and I think it's in the movie that he says he comes out and says he's not an unbiased journalist he he's there he was originally going to argue against the concept of chosenness and has a, spends a good deal of time in the movie and the movie's only a little over an hour which surprised me yeah he spends a good deal of time in that uh, hour and change. Uh, talking about, and I didn't write the name down, uh, a philo Jewish philosopher from the early 20th century who was the first one to write extensively arguing against making chosenness a tenet of Judaism. Uh, I, I, and I, forgive me, I was raised Catholic. I, I'm not really up on the different movements. There's Reformation, there's Orthodox. There were different sects I, I for i don't see that's i i'm not even sure how what they were how they were it's, describing it but somebody at the q a yeah. asked what a different 
sect of Judaism in Israel, how it would relate to that, and I I was just lost at that point. But yeah, I, that was I was yeah. unfamiliar with that as well. And that yeah. I, I, there was someone from Israel there at the yeah. Q and A who explained it's more of a regional thing. Yeah. It's not like. A, a specific theological movement. It's just if you live in this region, you're this kind of Jew. Okay. And uh, for for me, what I, what I know is there's there's you have the conservative, you have the orthodox, then you have uh, the newer reconstructionist movement, and that's what the filmmaker uh, Joshua. That's what he liked, and they like like the the Jewish philosopher you were talking about, the theologian who uh, started the Reconstructionist movement, went so far as to change the prayer books to take all the chosen language out of it because this was during the 1930s when Nazism was running rampant and they were like, well, they think they're chosen because of their heredity. And and maybe we don't want to be like that so yeah, much. Yeah, we don't want to be exclusive. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> maybe maybe we want to try unity a little more yeah. and something I, to that effect. Yeah, I could certainly understand in the face of that sort of terrible, terrible oppression, probably the worst we've ever seen, that, yeah, you gonna examine a little bit what you believe and why you believe it yeah so it's uh it, it, you know there, there was a lot he he delved into the real nitty-gritty the hard hard issues that uh, you know the jewish people have had to look at especially in the 20th century and come up with answers like how as a 21st century uh, follower of judaism how do i uh, how do I feel about this? How do I think about this? How do I approach this? And how do we move forward? So, yeah, it was a very, very uh, educational and enriching experience for me to watch this movie. Yeah. So um, I, I'd like, I also uh, wrote down in my notes uh, the animations and transitions. Uh, he said the name of the company was Red Point Digital. Those were phenomenal. For a tiny little independent movie, they really added a bunch of production value. Yeah, to there it. was little illustrations, of yeah, famous paintings that sort of came alive by adding movement and three dimensional a little bit to them. Explain the story because yeah, I mean, how many of these documentaries have we seen? They're just a bunch of talking heads, you know, like yeah. Like, and there was a, that's most of the movie is talking heads, but there's also some history lesson in there that's brought to life by these and they were really well done yeah and there's the image and this is almost like my line from the movie the image of the vine of israel and he shows that from yeah. uh, adam to abraham to moses and the different um yeah, branches couple, of judaism a couple different ways yeah and then uh there's jesus christians you know at the at the end of that you know like we feel that we're um, grafted on that we're adopted sons of daughters of Abraham and that we're uh, chosen in that way that that's the, the Christian perspective that that I put in there and he got he got a lot of perspective he got the uh, Islamic perspective from um, mm -hmm. a Muslim uh, An imam. imam and yeah it was it was really cool he got a lot of different views and part of that was because he's involved in the um, Akron uh, Interfaith Alliance that's uh, something that I'm thinking about getting involved in because it was very intriguing. And there's 
guy at my church, um, the drummer in my worship band, who's also in, involved in that too. So I'm like, this seems uh, something I'd like to get involved in. So yeah, so that opened my eyes to to that too, and you know, getting more involved locally and uh, promoting understanding. So, and I think that's something that uh, as an evangelical Christian, I think uh, understanding is something that's missing from a, especially the more conservative Christian circles. So it's something I'd like to promote. And uh, as an agnostic, uh, lapsed Catholic, uh, I appreciated the history lesson, and it gave me a an insight into something I had never, you know, I I've never thought about the history of Judaism. It just never came up. Yeah. So I it was it was fascinating. Yeah, yeah. There there's a lot that I learned. Like I wish. <laughs> I I understand he it's it's not the movie he was trying to make but I I wish there had been more of that. Just for, you know, for my own. Yeah, like I said there were there was a lot of stuff that uh, affirmed the stuff that I already learned, but there was a lot of things that I did not glean from my right. education. Yeah. Uh well you've got just, a, be, yeah. just because I I wasn't looking at it from a Jewish perspective and but yeah. to see that history through Jewish eyes was very very educational for me. Yeah. And like I I agree I would have liked to see more of that. Uh, you know, at least another 20 minutes would he could have put a lot more and I and he said that too at the Q&A. There was a lot he could have put in, but he had to really narrow his focus and keep it yeah. Uh, keep it in 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 the context of the movie, like follow you know, like like when you're I, writing a paper, you got to follow your thesis statement. You know? Yeah, I think I think he could flesh it out a little. I mean, maybe it's too late now, but I like I looked at my watch and was like, oh, only another. It, it's it's only been about an hour. We've got a little more, and then it it's, it did feel like it just ended. Yeah, well, it was cute because the last the last person to uh, say anything it was his kid. Yeah. And he's like five or six, something like that. It was just really cute. So it was yeah. a cute ending to a good film. So I uh, I also wrote down, I don't remember the context. I was hoping I would. A light unto the nations. Like, I think that's what chosenness is supposed to, th- that's the, the purpose given for being chosen. Yeah. And honest self-reflection. Uh, which I remember from the movie came up that that phrase was in there a couple of times. It's like that's what I think that's I, what do you this, remember. Uh, that, yeah, because he was saying that's what this movie is. It, yeah, part, that's part right. of being Jewish is taking time for honest self-reflection, and so he was doing. It, the, Joshua Gippen was doing this not just for himself, but for all Jews at this time. You know, let's let's reflect on what it means to be God's chosen people, and let's do this honestly. And I, I think he succeeded in doing that. Uh, a gentleman at, at the Q&A after the screening uh, said he felt like Jews were the chosen people. They were chosen to donate, uh, was his, was the word he used. Uh, that's why there are hospital buildings <laughs> named after. That was, that was his example. That yeah. Specifically, he said that. Uh, so many Nobel Prize winners, uh, they, were, they were the ones who served humanity. And I'm that feels and maybe the person who said that was jewish that would make sense based on his answer that kind of i worry that that feels like a broad generalization but maybe that that's his opinion i'm just i thought it was interesting so i wrote it down 
Like that that yeah. that perspective of chosenness was out there. That that it was chosenness to a higher calling. Well, I think it goes to show that there are various ways to interpret yes. and understand what it means to be chosen. I think they came out in the movie, and especially because Josh said, this is where I stand where, well, I don't want to spoil it for you. You can go see the movie and get his perspective <laughs> on it. But he acknowledged that there wasn't just one. And he said also about halfway through the production of this movie, he changed the title of the film to really accentuate his point of view and he got a lot of criticism on that to some of the family and friends he showed it to and so he changed it back and broadened it a little bit not to be so uh, Michael Moorish <laughs> and saying this is yes. the way you need to think about it but to say okay this the, yeah this is the way I think about it but here's some other people's perspective on it too and I think that gentleman that, that you just talked about, you said, oh, oh, I see it through it as we're contributing to improving the human condition. Is Maybe that's the way he understands chosenness. And uh, maybe every Jewish person has to come to terms with, well, what does it mean? And either accept it or reject it. All right. And the final thing I wrote down, uh, someone else asked, what are the consequences of not being the chosen people? Yeah. I, and I think his answer was, "Well, that's a whole nother film." Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> that's that's part two. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so this was this is a overall a good movie. I think the only the only kind of technical thing I would have was it the the clips that we talked about the TV show clips. It looked like he pointed his camera at the television. Yeah. And recorded it, or they were, or they were low quality rips. Yeah, I, 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 d- I don't know what kind of equipment he has I, at I, his disposal. I think that's a workaround for until he gets proper clearances, maybe. Yeah, that, right. that's my suspicion because I asked Christopher about it. My son is majoring in, um, he, he's got a double major in e-commerce and uh, video production. And Wait a so minute, hang on. Let me let me interrupt. E-commerce is a major. Yes. Jesus. <laughs> I'm sorry. Please continue. It's 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 a two-year program, so he's going for four years for okay two two bachelor degrees. But anyways, yeah, he said that's a workaround. Okay. You know, because a lot of YouTubers get slapped with you know cease and desist and everything, and it it the why was he getting them on youtube everything he used is on dvd or blu-ray yeah well that's was it just was it literally is it actually easier to copy a youtube clip than to rip footage from yeah. a disc i think he has the capability of doing it but i i think it it's the rights issue where instead of ripping it uh, that technically i think that could be better but i i, I guess uh, hopefully you have a, a when you have a kickstarter budget that's not like uh, Veronica Mars or MST3K. <laughs> then yeah. uh, you have to you have to cut yeah, some corners I, here and there just I, to get the film out. I guess. I and I'd I'd like to say other than other than the sourced footage, it it looked it was very professional and and well made looking, especially the animations and transitions and, yeah. and whatnot. Yeah, th- uh, he got a lot of different angles on the Talking Head. Parts, so it wasn't like you're seeing the same thing, except the same for y- angle over and over again. Except for yours, which was less than a minute. Well, yeah, yeah. 
but that's all you need, right? Yeah. Well, he <laughs> shot. It, well, it was the way. If you look at, I'll put the screenshot up on the website so you could see it. But he shot me a l- from a little below, and he got the the cross and the sanctuary right behind me. So it, it's very telling in those few seconds. Okay, we know who we're talking to. And uh, there was another. I noticed there was another Christian. He took a different angle, but it was the same thing where you could see the. That he was talking to another pastor where there there's a cross in the background, but it his was on the the right side of the screen. Where mine, the cross was on the left side of the screen. And uh, like all the interviews, he 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 did very subtle things just to change it up. So it it was visually, it was visually interesting, even though it was a series of interviews. So that was very good. All right. Well, uh, look for the chosen people. I forget the subtitle. The chosen people? Question mark. A film about Jewish identity. Oh, was that? Okay, thank you. Uh, that I did not write down. Sorry, Josh. Um, uh, look for it. Uh, he's gonna. He said he was going to try to enter it into a bunch of festivals, and that's what he was looking for continued Kickstarter and uh, donations for. And after that, who knows? Streaming? Robert thinks it would be right at home on Amazon. Yeah, and I I kind of agree with that. There's a lot of uh, if you look on Amazon Prime, there's a lot of uh, independent and self-published stuff there. Yeah, there was uh, one film that uh, my son again Christopher showed me. It was called The Red Pill. It was about a feminist looking into the um, uh, men's rights movement, and uh, so yeah, it it was very much the same thing where uh, she went in with a certain point of view. Um, did a lot of talking to the screen like Josh did, uh, but did a really good job of presenting various sides to this issue. Uh, whether you agree with her or not, it just presented it. And um, and she does give her opinion on it, which, you know, you expect the, the filmmaker to do. But I, I thought that movie, w- which is already on Amazon, was very, 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 very much like Josh's movie. So I, I think he could find a lot of success in streaming as well so yeah all right well uh shall we move on to tv corner yes i'm very much looking forward to our tv corner (gasps) all right So, in what has been a uh, hotly anticipated edition of TV Corner by both Robert and myself, today we are discussing the new, already finished up, the first season TV show of Neil Gaiman's American Gods. I don't want to give away too many book spoilers, because there was a lot of ground they didn't cover in season one, but in summary, it is about... A normal humans question mark quest. He's being recruited by old gods and new gods. It it turns out that people who have believed in Norse myths, African myths, Egyptian myths, those myths all actually exist. And nowadays, so do modern ones such as media, technology. Who else is there? There's, There's Mr. World. Mr. Mr. World is, I thought, was an old god who had defected. That wasn't clear, but that was the impression that I got. Yeah. It was... 
I, I never got a good r- feel for his character in the book either. Yeah. And and there's a twist coming too. Yeah. Which again, no book spoilers. We're just talking about what's on the TV show. Yeah. But yes, we are agreed. Highly recommended. If especially if you like the show, read the book. It is so worth it. And yeah. and the TV show, I'm looking forward to reading. I American Gods was the first Neil Gaiman novel that I read. And I will confess, I didn't really understand a lot of what I read, but most of that was due to ignorance in the uh, ground that he covered, uh, yeah. cons- considering who some of the characters turned out to be. I was unfamiliar with them. Uh, for instance, the uh, the sisters that Shadow goes to see, they're yeah. some... I'd never heard of them before. They're They're from some ancient... They're from a European country that I, I'm not sure which, and they're really old. So I'd never heard of them, and I was unfamiliar yeah. with them as, as yeah, characters you, you, or think, as myths. Yeah, they, they talk about the sisters. Do you see them all at the same time? Uh, see two of them at the same time? You see two of them at the same time, and the third is out yeah. looking at yeah. the telescope. There, and I thought she had a bigger part in the book, didn't she? That, that third not, sister? Not too much. Yeah, she gives... She gives uh, Shadow that coin. Okay, it's, she does in 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 this movie too, right? In the in the show, yes. she gives him a coin. I believe so. Yeah, because uh, that that Shadow's thing is he's he's a thief, but he also knows a lot of sleight of hand coin tricks and stuff. And uh, they kind of lost that a little bit. They they, they added a yeah. lot of stuff. They lost yeah. that, and th- not not a not a book spoiler. In the show, um, Wednesday in in the first episode mentions he has only one eye, and I want to say yeah. in the book, sorry, not a spoiler though. In the book, he plays with it more, doesn't he? Like takes it out. And, yeah, and he doesn't take it out once. Yeah. probably for effects reasons. But well, they show a lot of close-ups. You could tell one eye looks fake. Kinda. Yeah, I, I, I noticed that a lot. In but I know it's not, so maybe that yeah. kind of it's it's a contact lens, you know. Yeah. But it it they do they they try to make it look like it's I, a fake guy. I kind of thought they could it, sell it. it some you know, more. and it was it, my point. When I was reading the book, it took me about a quarter of the way before I went. Duh. I didn't. Get I know. It. Yeah. I didn't get it because here's here's the thing: if you're gonna read American Gods and you never have before, read Neil Gaiman's Norse mythology first. Yeah, <laughs> you will be that much yeah. more educated. Yeah, I, I read it before the Thor movie came out, <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't, I didn't know what was going on. I yeah. didn't get who, I didn't get who Wednesday ultimately turned out to be. Should we just go ahead and say it because they they reveal well, it on the show? Yeah, they reveal it on the show. So he, again, he, he is spoilers. Odin. Yeah, yes, he, he is, is Odin, the the All Father, and that's why he only has one eye. And then, well, it, I, I, it was, like I said, it was about a quarter of the way through the book, and I was like, duh, Wednesday, he's got one eye, okay, Wednesday we get the name of the day yeah. from Odin's Day, Wednesday. Yeah. Yep, didn't, Odin. didn't yeah. get it till they revealed it in the book. Aunt Tammy got it right out of the gate. Yeah. She said something, I, I forget which which thing it was, that, but she got it, I'm wondering if, if Wednesday is Odin. She didn't get the Wednesday connection, but like yeah. the one eye, I think, is what it was, gave it away to yeah. her. Yeah, it was those things. 
both of those things that yeah. I put together in my mind about, like I said, about a quarter of the way through. Yeah. I was he, like, oh, duh. That's, and, okay, I get it now. In the pilot, he said he could sleep whenever he wanted. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So the little things they put yeah. in there. They, like the uh, the leprechaun's name. Mad Sweeney. Mad Sweeney. They do a lot more to flesh out his character as well as... Uh, the the wife of Shadow Moon, yeah. Laura Moon. There's a whole yeah. lot. Laura more. has a lot more screen time yeah. in uh, this. And did you? What did you think of of her? The I thought. All right, one episode was interesting. They they give uh, an entire episode. The 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 plot does not advance at all. Yeah. Uh, Wednesday's not even in it. It's all Shadow and Laura and their backstory leading up to her meeting him posthumously in in his hotel room and yeah, see that one was all right that one was okay it was i'll i'll buy that that you know there's a whole episode but then two episodes later they have her in a flashback sequence playing someone who interacted with mad sweeney see and that and that, that, that doesn't advance the plot at it all it doesn't it was it was two episodes out of eight right see but that was a story that was in the book. I and remember that's, that. And that's fine. But it was, does it have to be so much of an episode? Does it have to slow yeah. down the narrative so much? I agree. And I was looking at IMDb, some of the reviews for that episode online, and there was a lot of people complained about that. Who was like, there, there's no plot advancement here, and next week is supposed to be the season finale. So what's going on? I thought it yeah. was a 10 episode. Cause a lot of these things are 10 episodes. This is only an eight episode eight, season. Yeah. So, so yeah, maybe they could have saved that for season two and, maybe. and done I a little know. more story, but yeah. Uh, Cause they, they do a little bit that uh, they introduce um, Anubis and uh, was it? Uh, Mr. Starts with an O. Uh, yeah. Osiris. Osiris and Anubis, I think yeah, their names are. That's right. The the two morticians, they introduce them because they yeah. become more of a story uh, later on, probably in season two or three if they yeah. continue. I, yeah. I'm sorry, we said with no book spoilers, but <laughs> but yeah, but that's not much because they do introduce the characters there, like they sew up yeah. Laura a little bit. Yeah. And the the cab driver isn't in it beyond his uh, coming to America story. Yeah. And they the part with the genie, him, yeah, they put him. But they in there. put him in there just a little, just to give him a little more screen time, which is yeah. fine. That's not that's not really a a change. Yeah. Well, if but, you're gonna, but they're adding this whole thing with Laura and Matt Sweeney, yeah. going across country too, where the the Isn't book that... mainly focuses on Shadow and okay. Wednesday, but it's still in there, right? I think it's been <sighs> a long time. Yeah, I, just a little bit. It, it was for my mind uh, the that's not a major part of the story okay. as it is in the show. Okay. And I don't mind that because it shows what the characters are doing. Right. And because Laura I does don't, become yeah. more important at l- very much later in the story. So yeah. putting a little more development into her character It's now, what's happening in the present for them. Right. Not in the past. Right. And I, yeah, that that's good. The like the whole flashback I think the confusing part was having her play that little Irish girl. I did have to look up to see if that was her. Yeah, I I said to my wife, "Is that Laura?" Yeah, that's the same actress. Yeah, I I got that. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, speaking of speaking of the actors, can I just say for a second, I don't know what Pablo Schreiber is like in real life, but I have seen him on two shows now, 
and have hated him on both of them. Oh, is he the one who plays uh, Mad Sweeney? He's Mad Sweeney on American Gods, <laughs> and, and he's Porn Stash on Orange is the New Black. Oh, really? Yeah. See, I don't mind his character. I really hate Laura's character. Why? She she is just a very selfish, self-serving character, and I feel bad for Shadow that he loves this woman. So I guess it doesn't. I love to hate her. Yeah. She's <laughs> she's. She's magnetic and charismatic, and they have and they have chemistry together. Yeah, they do. Everybody on this show, while we're while we're on the subject, everybody on the show is perfectly cast. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, Kristen Chenoweth. Oh yeah, is perfect. Now it's it's even stunt casting a little bit because she was on uh, Pushing Daisies, which uh, the showrunner Brian yeah. Fuller also did. We'll we'll get back to Brian Fuller in a little bit. I know I say that a lot. I, but can, <laughs> I do can teasing. We talk but about, can we talk about that last episode? Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Episode 8 is titled Come to Jesus, and it was fantastic. It was Just, literally about Jesus. Yeah, and it was great. And, like, they walk into Easter's house, all right? They're celebrating yes. Easter Sunday on that day. And he's ta- and and Wednesday is talking about how yeah, she used to be. How yeah, she the, was the goddess Ostara, who was uh, brought in the, the the I don't know patron saint that whatever of the goddess of the original pagan celebration of Easter, yeah. which of course got co-opted by the various Jesai that are at her <laughs> house. Literally, there are dozens. I, I think they said there were sixteen or eighteen uh, yeah. Jesuses. Because but, but everyone has their own yeah, idea of who Jesus their is. Their own personal Jesus. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Mexican Jesus Darren, was Darren, 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 Darren. not present. Oh, yeah. Yes. We saw what happened to well, him. Well, that was good because that was the episode. I was like, why are they showing like the guns and they're shooting Jesus and he's yeah. dying? They, the way they he were died Vulcan, was poetic. Yeah, they were Vulcan bullets. Yes, and that was... that. I don't believe Vulcan was Vulcan a character. Vulcan was not in the book, but they nailed it. Was, was that... Haha, <laughs> they nailed it. Haha, <laughs> yeah. Easter, huh? Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> Two points to the man over there. <laughs> but wasn't that Corbin Burnson? Yes, it was. Yeah. Yes, it was. So, yeah, he got he got double building on the uh, CTG podcast. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's see if we can make it a three-peat next week. <laughs> did, we, did we do psych yet? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that has a ton of uh No, probably not. So oh. any anyway, uh, Kristen Chenoweth, Ostara, Jizai at her house. Yeah, and just uh, every everything that they were commenting about religion and especially about like the old pagan gods or, or like what do they do? Just are they you know? Um, let me backtrack a little bit. I'm getting too excited. Uh, Laura is talking with Mad Sweeney and is realizing the the depth of uh, kind of betrayal that has happened that surrounded her relationship with Shadow and uh, her death and everything was sort of orchestrated by Wednesday to bring Shadow over to his side and so she's like what he just did this just to mess with us and I'm rephrasing and he's like well that's what gods do they mess with all of us and if if you really look at a lot of the pagan stories most of my knowledge goes about the the um, the Greek stories about the Greek gods, and yeah, that's that's what gods do, and I think they that characterization of paganism is, I I think 
pretty accurate, you know. In the immortal words of Homer J. Simpson, God bless those pagans. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, and 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 I don't think he went as far in the book as to show all the different Jesus or Jesuses at at the Easter's house or celebration. Jesuses, Jesuses, yeah, Jesuses. <laughs> I love those Jesuses to pieces. <laughs> But um, uh, I'm sorry, yeah. we're, we're going close to going off the rails here. I apologize, <laughs> but that yeah, we do have, and there was like Asian Jesus, there was you know British Jesus, there was American Jesus, there there's even Jesus wearing a Jesus jacket. There was <laughs> I appreciate it. There was little, there was little baby Jesus. Yes, as, as prayed to in Talladega Nights, <laughs> and old bearded Jesus too. And old bearded Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, it was fantastic. And yeah, it was, you know, we have our idea of who Jesus is and that's who we believe in. Yeah. So, and yeah, he's right. You know, um, do we believe in the actual power of God or do we have this idea of God that we believe in? Um that I, we create. I I want to I want to uh go back to the show itself uh and not about its themes. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, uh a, a special call out to the exemplary Jillian Anderson. Oh yes, outstanding in the various costumes they put her in as Marilyn Monroe, uh, Lucille Ball. Or, I'm sorry, Lucy Arnaz. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, Lucy Ricardo. Lucy Ricardo. That's her name on the show. Uh, David Bowie. <laughs> yeah, that was or, cool. That was fantastic. Uh, and she's stunt casting too, because she was on Hannibal. I don't know if you've ever watched Hannibal. No. I love, love, love Hannibal. And I'm not even going to refer to it in the past tense. Uh, it's been off the air for years, and it's uh, God. Has it been years already? Yes. Oh, man, uh, how did that happen? It's <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, Brian Fuller, Fuller is the showrunner who created. I, I never saw Dead Like Me, but he did that. Uh, Pushing Daisies, which was phenomenal, uh, and he worked on Star Trek Voyager and Deep Space Nine, and That's, yes, okay. and he did he That's did Hannibal, which Hannibal reminds me a lot of American or vice versa. American Gods reminds me a lot of Hannibal. A yeah. lot of the same creative people are involved, not the least of which him. Yeah. Uh, the composer is the same. So the opening credits remind me a lot of it. Yeah, uh, just the the hyper realness. Uh, whenever there's gore, it's always shown in like slow mo and balletic. It's yeah, and it, it's strangely beautiful and grotesque at the same time. Yes, that is Hannibal in a sentence right there. It's it's all Hannibal. I'm, I'm going to get off the rails here for a second because I I need to. We're never going to talk about it on the podcast <laughs> again. Uh, it's it's so, not so about says. yeah. It's not about like my wife doesn't want to watch it because it's about eating people. It's not about eating people. One of the characters is a killer with a psychological compulsion to sometimes eat his victims, and they kind of explain why in season three. The show is about what's going on in the heads of Hannibal Lecter and the FBI's Will Graham. Are. It's all about what they know and what they don't know at any given time, at least in the first two seasons when they're trying to one-up each other. 
It's just that the there's oh, it's a cat and mouse game, right? A little bit, yeah. It's yeah. it's beautiful. It's it's gruesome. It's serious. It's funny. It's it's everything. It's it's everything, and I. I I am so happy American Gods is on because it's every the, the, the what I got from Hannibal I'm getting again with American Gods and it's going to be on a long time. Yeah, see I I was under this uh, stupid impression that they make one series for the whole book. And I I like the way that they're flushing it. I know a lot of like I said a lot of people complain about that episode with uh, all about Mad Sweeney. Because he really wasn't about him, <laughs> and yeah, the title of that episode was a prayer for Mad Sweeney, and yeah, he did not have that he, much. He was in it for like yeah. five minutes total, but at the same time, I I appreciate that they're taking their time to tell the story because the novel is so rich, and that's the feel I get from the show is that it's very rich, uh, down to the color palette and putting the stories in and the way they weave them together, you know, very much uh, the way Neil Gaiman did in the book. All, all the old stories, you know, they give you that that feeling of, yeah, this is something ancient, you know, almost as ancient as the human race itself. And, and then it's it, coming to a head, like, right now. Yeah, and then it ties into the present. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. And I, I, I like that. It, it's... It, visually, it, it keeps you hooked, and uh, you know there are some a lot of disturbing images, a lot of a um, lot of naked guys in this. So <laughs> and women. Yeah. There's there's naked women. There's there's the scene in the first episode where well, you'll see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Book spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> and show spoiler. Yeah. Well, that was you can't really describe it on no. a quasi family friendly podcast. Yeah. It, Don't watch this show with your kids, folks. Yeah. It, it's it's M A. Or right? or it's your oh yeah. TBMA for or a your reason. parents. Yeah. Or your parents. Yes. Or watch it on your phone in a dark room. <laughs> <laughs> hey man. <it's> yeah. <laughs> something for everybody, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But the show is if the story is. Is, is spot on with the book. I think it, it's, uh, you know, ba- I, we even talk about the plot. Uh, Mister Wednesday, a little bit. Is, yeah, he's Wednesday's getting, trying to get the old gods together to take on the new gods because yeah. he's feeling unloved. Yes, he wa- he wants to bring the world back to worship him, and so if you've read the book, you kind of know, you can see the the wheels within wheels that are that's going on, and. We won't spoil it, but it it's it it's you won't be dissatisfied if you stick with the show to the end. Let's put it that yeah. way. You you watch assuming it, that yeah. if they stick with the book, it's going to be a very satisfying ending to the show. Yeah. What do you think? Five seasons? You think they can get five seasons? Oh, I think yeah, they can get yeah. five seasons out of this easy. So hopefully it'll get nominations and good reviews yeah. and uh, good viewing figures. Will will. They'll keep it on. Uh, what, what stars? It's network? on stars. Yeah. Uh, it's on. And pro tip: if you get the star streaming app, they put it up during the day on Sunday before it airs at nine o'clock. Ooh. Yeah. So we watched it. Uh, we watched a couple of them in real time, just because. Uh, I think one or two of them we watched early, like at oh. eight after Zoe went to bed. So I could go to church, have some lunch, and then get my pagan on. 
<laughs> if, if I so choose. I, I was trying to think of a, a <laughs> paganism-related joke, but I, I had nothing. I'm very pleased with the show, not just for its its the titillation factor it throws at you, but it, it all serves a purpose in the story. And the story is very intriguing, and they take the time to sit and talk about what it means to be a god, which is, again, fascinating. And because it, it, they're not talking about just themselves as a character, but also reflecting our ideas, which is what good art does. Uh, so theologically, uh, artistically, this show is just captivating. Uh, all I know about being a god is that if someone asks me, <laughs> I say yes. <laughs> yeah, w- when you're facing off against Gozer on a rooftop. and Indeed. The, you have New York at stake. So, all right. Well, shall we? Uh, shall we wind down? Have we do? Is there anything else to say about American Gods, other than it's awesome and you should watch it and Hannibal? <laughs> American American Gods only had eight episodes, so it's going to be off for about a year. Yeah. So you can definitely watch thirty nine episodes of Hannibal in a year. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Right. Right now, I'm watching Orphan Black. The BBC America show. Yeah, I know. I, I I made it through half an episode and, and had to turn it off. I I didn't care for it. Should I stick with it? it it's it. Uh, well, it it's it's very much like if you didn't like that episode, then I, would I just say couldn't. Not carry on. I I can't. I don't even know what it was. It's very dark. It's dark all the way Is through. Is that what it was? Okay. Yeah. yeah th- it, and that's. I think about it. American Gods may seem dark a lot, but it's it's very bright show though. Maybe it's dark in its subject matter, but just yeah, visually it's bright, especially the way it ends. And it's funny. Yeah, it's got a lot of of humor in it and dark humor. Yeah, L- little puns and stuff. Yeah. You know, it, it it's great. It, it's really, 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 really good. Yeah. So uh, unless you're really squeamish and prude. Yeah, and these things upset you. Don't watch it. Yeah, everybody else because it's very. It is a very graphic show. Yeah, but if you enjoy a good social commentary and a very entertaining one to boot, American Gods. American Gods. I think I think we're in, gr- in agreement for once. Yes, not yeah. for once. We agree all the time. Yeah, well, it's more fun when we fight. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> little Monty Python for you there folks All right. well I think that does it for this episode what are we going to do next time Um, Uh, I don't know do we have a do we have a list I don't remember oh I have one okay it's an animated feature called Persepolis and it kind of deals with Islam I want to we we've been doing a lot of Christian movies and hang on because, let me, because let like, me. like like you said there's been a, a boon of uh, Christian faith based movies yeah lately. I thought that Persepolis so. movie was all about oppression and a precocious and outspoken Iranian girl grows up during the Islamic Revolution so it's that perspective on Islam that I think would be advantageous for us to look at in the show here all right sure I just it's not what I thought. I thought it was dour. And maybe it is. I don't know. It is kind of. It's it's an animated feature. It's entirely in black and white. Have, yeah, I see that. Have you seen it? Yes, I have. I watched it back in the day when I worked at Blockbuster. 
Ah, so, yeah. Is it on streaming anywhere that you know of? Let me check. Uh, I think so. Just Watch. Let me check Just Watch. I have an app called Just Watch that usually tells you where things are streaming. It is not always 100%, but it's it's pretty good. Well, the one you had you showed me before, the Can I Stream It, that's, it, doesn't, yeah, it that's, doesn't seem to work all that well no, anymore. No, I don't think they're supporting it anymore. Uh, it doesn't look like it is still supported. Well, that's what the library is for, I guess. It's 10 years old, so they probably yeah. have it. Um, find it at the Akron County Public Library. <laughs> I'm sure you could. <laughs> let, um, me, uh, let me let me check. Let me check my library. You go ahead and... Yeah, uh, for, for the TV show, I propose one that I came across on Netflix recently. It's, it's a very long show. I don't know if I'll be able to get through all of it. Maybe I'll recommend an, ep- an episode yeah, or two for you to watch. Yeah, it's <laughs> that's never Buddha. stopped me it, before. It's, it's called Buddha. And it's, what's, what's it about? It's about the Buddha. Oh, okay. And Well, it's good that they called it that then. Yeah. It, it, truth in advertising. It's a, it's a very much a Bollywood production. And um, so, yeah, I think that would be a good one. Uh, very... I found it very educational. I don't know how much is, because I, I, I know through my studies a bit about Buddhism and the history of it and uh, about um, uh, Siddharth uh, Buddha and how he yeah. started I, started his religion. I've um, read Siddhartha, but it was in high school, so it's been a, it's been a long time. Yeah, so it, it's, I don't know how much embellishment is going on, but it, it's entertaining and uh so yeah, I think that would be a good one for us to watch, even if it's a few episodes. You know, I think maybe yeah. we can learn a little bit about Buddhism. it's 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 a dramatiz it's it's yes, it's a dramatization. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. that's the word. Yeah, it, done in done in Bollywood style. So okay, well, I'm not sure what you mean by that. Probably in India, they have probably bigger movie industry than we okay. have here in America. I'm, no, I we have Hollywood what, and Bollywood. What and do you mean by the Bollywood style? What? It, it's very colorful, melodramatic, uh, lots of singing and dancing. Okay. You know. So so next next time is the out of our comfort zone episode. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, you know, I think, it, yeah, after doing an episode where we did like seven Christian movies, uh, yeah. Well, to this episode we did we covered uh, Judaism and paganism. I think next time we can delve into some Islam and uh, Buddhism. All right. Uh, for those of you keeping track at home, I have gone to the websites, or the apps, rather, of both of the libraries I have memberships at. Uh, I have to request it. It's not available locally, but I can request it and pick it up. So there you go. Okay. Persepolis. Persepolis. And, and Buddha is on Netflix. On Netflix. Yeah. Okay. So uh, until next time. This is Robert saying keep the faith. And Mike saying peace out.